Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnotthaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with TJ Miller. Real nasty. Hey, old bog hog. How you doing? I'm just bog hogging it, bog hog dogs. We were talking about uh, Steve Smith on the phone. Uh, mysterious, mysterious character. Mysterious guy, Steve Smith. I have an email account that uh, I send out Steve Smith. He only sends out emails. He never receives any. Never and, has, uh, never, never has, never will. Steve Smith, 1,500, I believe, because uh, there's 1,499 other Steve Smiths. And those Steve Smiths are not nearly as mysterious, but still pretty mysterious. <laughs> so that's where you're receiving your invite to do these uh, these shows with me. And a um, lot to talk about. lot to talk about. We're bog-hogging it. We're bog-hogging. It's... My understanding is you were uh, sequestered as it were, you were actually trapped within the comedy club wise guys. And that's what gangsters do. Now, I, so. I guess two or three years ago, TJ and I, just to give you a little backlog here, uh, two, two or three years ago, I believe ba- they shut Not background, backlog. A backlog hog with the bog hog. A backlog. Uh, your handle tonight is the bog hog. So I thought I'd talk about the backlog. There was a time we did a show there and somehow they shut the club down and we were stuck inside of it. And um, apparently a week well, ago, not, this not happened somehow. again. They kind of looked around and said, well, we've closed out. Is there anything else? <laughs> like we after a massage? Should we, we let the comedians know we're now nope, let's lock it down. Like after a massage, they just left. I don't think, I think you're talking about gambling and gambling. When a dealer leaves, <laughs> you're he goes, right. You're right. Uh, a massage, no one should be clapping unless yeah, it's you're right. you, because you're right. the happy ending ended up being awfully happy. A very Casey Kasem on 301.6, the jack-off. <laughs> I mean, so so I got I just got the text and that you were stuck there. This was about a week ago, and apparently I thought you might still be there, and I was like, are you living off nachos and uh, and cheese to, and uh, you know, breadsticks? Here's How a question. Does anybody have nachos that aren't famous? Some, some I think that's, might that's not an be essential world, question, my friend. Yeah, some of them may not be world famous, but all of them are famous. I've never heard anyone yeah. having an item on the menu that is 
uh, have a heaping helping of our not so well known nachos. A lot of famous hot dogs too. World famous. World famous hot dogs. Like Tell people me. in other countries are discussing our hot dogs. You know. Yeah, I mean, I used to have a really funny. Well, not used to, but my friend uh, Josh Cheney. He's really funny, and he had a joke about world famous buffalo wings. Like, you know, you go to Tokyo and they're like, have you had Jerry's hot wings? <laughs> and that doesn't sound vaguely Japanese. <laughs> no, that was that 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 impression was a little bit uh, a left, little bit a little bit left of center, a little bit to be desired, as it were. You know, I was the kids, oh, wait. So I, I texted you. Yeah. Okay. And this is a question gotta, really for the 12 and a half. Yeah. Uh, is spilling mustard on your not ideal shirt ideal so i have a shirt that says not ideal because see i want one of them. i don't have I do. one and i'll send you mine because now it has mustard on it <laughs> but it really is it's you know definition of not thinking, ideal people are thinking you know is it better to have a mustard stain on a shirt that says not ideal than yeah. not yeah. ideal it's like having a shirt underneath a shirt that says you should you should see my other shirt. Right. And it's like it's like art imitating reality or life imitating art. Hmm. It's neither of those things. I just thought I'd throw that out there. It's I thought like, um, I like it. I like it when people give analogies that are not even at it's like, all. It's like it's like owning a Ferrari and the license plate says my other car is a shirt, and then your shirt says Ferrari. Um, you know. So. You're it's, talking like about, a, it's like an old bog hog. It's an old bog hog. Is a pig. It's an old, it's an old bog hog, isn't it? Um, I want to ask you something. Well, I was telling the kids last night. And that, I got a story. I got a big, big story. It's debate night, so we're gonna have well, to. Well, before before we talk about Japan, I want to talk about uh getting out of the comedy club. How long were you in there for? Did you eat the famous nachos or not? No, I mean all the fry, everything was gone. It's just the so they actually take that stuff with them just in case they happen to trap, uh, ensnare comedian, a comedian, as right. it were, inside because they're afraid. As it will, as it was, as it were, as it will be. As it will be. They were afraid you were going to get as nasty as you wanted to be. So they actually take all the cooking equipment out and every night. And here's how nasty I got. I went and I yeah. sat on the stage, looked around, and just went like this. <sighs> just a, a sigh that I wouldn't ever do in public <laughs> but i did it privately were you afraid when you left that the alarm would go off or i mean no i think you, you know we've been in that situation before this is what's funny and you haven't yeah. uh, brought up is that we have been trapped in the comedy club and not known if an alarm is going to go off or ensnared what. yeah but at this point i was like you can ensnare you can out snare but i i you don't i don't scare i don't snare scare that's when you care that your snare is scary. It was a major bog hoggle. What happened? It's a bog hoggle. I don't think it happened to us at that club. I think it was another club, to be honest. With no, you. it has to be that club. Really? I thought it was like in St. Louis or somewhere. I don't remember. No, because. <laughs> excuse me. No, because I remember so vividly the same situation where because you know what it is. The green room is so deep in the club, yeah, that there's no. It's just too time consuming to go back and say, "Hey, everyone's leaving and we're locking up." Yeah, so you kind of walk out of the green room. You're in this kind of back room, 
And then you go into the showroom and there's no one there. And then you're like, I guess I'll go towards the lobby and uh, no one there at all. No one in the box office. So what I did was, uh, not a lot of people do this. I um, I masturbated in every corner of the club, uh, but without any sort of ejaculation or pleasure. So it was just a rough and tumble. I call it a roughy tug. And yeah. it's when you just are really hurting. You're hurting, you're hurting your ugly. Sort of a dry run through, as it were. As it was, as that, it that will be, as it were, as through. it could have been. Yes. <laughs> that's that's as good as I can do with wordplay. A dry run through. That's as good as it gets. <laughs> Jack Nicholson called he wants his fucking movie title back. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you got stuck in there. It was more, you know, it's it's less of a comedy club sometimes and more of an escape room. That's that's the experiences you're I have you know, never had having. a good time with escape rooms. I saw a show recently that had people in the escape room was Bob's Burgers. Actually, I watched I Bob's Burgers. Too. I saw that one too. Kids love that. Kids love I that. Want, I want to relate to uh, Young Win. Young Win. Not older they, they Win. Love. They Not love middle aged Win. I just want to relate to young, young Win. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I watched, yeah, I watched that episode and um, it was the only time I'd ever seen an escape room as being uh, appealing. That's it. Yeah. Um, but I still wouldn't. I don't. I, I've never understood. You know, my great escape room story is that uh, Tuck the Ruckus, an excellent friend of ours from uh, college, you know, you've interacted with him. Good friend of Kate's. Uh, we went to an escape room with him. I'm not sure his wife, Cameron, was there at the time. Went to an escape room with him and we got through a couple of the, because the big thing with an escape room is the last clues are difficult because they want yeah. you to sort of go, mm -hmm. I couldn't get through the last prison bar doors or whatever it is. That they, right. And we got to the ending of it. And, uh, you know, one of the clues was, you know, tools, tools, those are for fools, but everyone knows you can go to trade school or whatever it is. And actually, that probably would have been better than what really was there. And uh, he, there was like a screwdriver, a hammer, and a hacksaw. And Kate kept saying, it's not that. It isn't that. We've got it. I think I think the combination of the lock is in the calendar or whatever. I mean, I might be pulling that from Bob's Burgers. So, you know, we're in this escape room and we're trying to figure it out and the clock is ticking and it's almost down to zero and then we'll have to, and then the door opens and we look over and Tuck had opened the door and the kids who ran the escape room who were like 14 or whatever, kind of look at us and go, what, what happened? And I say, yeah, how did we, we didn't solve any of the clues. <laughs> it was the greatest. That's it, I'll never go to another escape room. Tuck had jimmied the door open with the screwdriver. Jimmy jacked it. He jimmy jacked it, and he did it with jimmy the, jacked the lock. Yeah. He did it with the screwdriver. Just opened it up, and uh, was like, <laughs> "Looks like we're out of here," you know. And, uh, and that's not that's not what they encourage. They no, encourage, that's why you know, their yeah. faces, their jaws dropped to the floor. And then made their way around to the staircase and went down another floor. I mean, that's how absolutely flabbergasted they were that he had been able 
to Jimmy rig this, you know, he Jimmy jacked it as you said. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, I don't like escape rooms. I don't like comedy clubs where I'm left alone to fester in my own, in my own stink. In your own filth. Yeah. That's what Kate's father said. Uh, he's in post-op surgery and he said, um, you know, she came home and he goes, you know, I was awfully glum this morning, but I, I got up and I said, golly, Tom, you're, you're getting to the point where you can't stand your own stink. And so I picked myself up. I took a sponge bath and got dressed and here I am. And Kate and I loved, we can't stop saying, I don't know. I just can't stand the, smell of my own stink I you know what start, i gotta start stinking in a different way because i'm getting to a point where i can't stand the stink the generations that came before us i they're they were tougher than us they 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 um they don't complain as much they don't i i don't know i just i i admire a lot of the generations that preceded us but to be fair they don't get as nasty they don't as they want to be. Yeah, sometimes they're not getting as nasty as they can be or want to be. Um, but they're so as they, nasty as they are. Well, yeah, but they won't even. Sometimes they're wanting to get nasty. They won't even. It's not even a volume of nastiness. They're yeah. just saying it's not. It's not worth even starting to get nasty. Yeah. And I'm sitting yeah. here going, "What did you fight for? You fought for freedom. The freedom to get. I, I don't even need to finish the sentence." You know, you brought up Japan. It's interesting because I was telling the kids last night a story about Japan. I was in Japan when I was 20. And one thing I love about Japan, have you been there? I think you have a bunch of times. No, right? but, you know, I've been uh, I've been doing this thing. Kate is really upset with me saying, Lordy, Lordy, look who's almost 40. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She doesn't like that. She thinks, Lordy, Lordy, look who's 40 is so stupid. And... uh so I've been trying to come up with different decade rhymes, right? So, you know, you say you were in Japan when you were 20. I say, well, 2020, that's plenty, right? Okay. <laughs> well. 50, 50. Oh, nifty, nifty. Look who's 50. One thing I love about Japan is. Fried chicken uh, at Bixby's, Bixby's. Look who's 60. Yeah. Right? Those are good rhymes, too. They're almost. Um, they almost rhyme. Heavenly, heavenly. Now you're seventy. Now you're seventy. Yeah. Um, uh, it's okay. Take your time. I was gonna. I was gonna say something about babies. It's a weighty, babies. You can't have them. You're eighty. You're eighty. Yeah. Um. Uh. I'm trying to keep up with you here. And We're finities. We're finities. Look no, who's one hundred and twelve. <laughs> I don't want to be a tease, but you're almost in your 90s. Yeah! Take it, bake it, and call it a cake. It's done! That's Cash Levy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> give him a round of applause, and if you don't have a round, just give him one shot of the true applause of 106.2, the clap. Now, I've got it. <laughs> Try to get rid of it. At least I don't work for 104.3 gonorrhea. Uh, a super clap, a super brew baker clap, one clap at a time. Slowest clap, biggest app. So 
one thing I love about Japan is they have these machines that, that sell drinks, which they have here, of course, but there's, there's hundreds of drinks in their machines. I mean, like, it's madness the amount of drink options you have in Japan. I don't know what if they like well, to be refreshed been, more than we you, do. Have huh? you been one, to one of these uh, panty? We use panty machines. Hmm? No, I haven't. No, I, I, I come on, I, I come on over here. Have not done come on, that. Get. Come on, get, come on, get, get, yeah, go on, get in that doggy. Um, that was Boghog on one hundred two point seven. The Frogger, get. <laughs> the Frogger. Um, um, so. So they have they have hundreds that. of drinks, and I when I when I'm in Japan, I've, I've I've been there a few times doing shows for the military, and it's real. That's my favorite part of, about Japan. One of my favorites is you get to just every day I'll choose a different drink. Hmm. And hmm. when I was there, when I was twenty, hmm. I brought back my favorite drink. I brought back three of them, and um, the idea was I was going to drink one of those drinks on the three most important days of my life. Yeah. And I forgot what the drink was called. It was called like, I don't remember what it was. It had a seven up flavor, but it was way tastier than that. I think it might've been called nasty daddies. It was, it might've been called nasty daddies, but you know, who would know with the translation, you know what I mean? It's always complicated to figure that kind of stuff out. So my kids asked like, when did you, did you drink the drinks yet? And I mean, did you drink them when we were born? Did you drink them when the Giants won the World Series? Oh. Did you drink them, um, you know, when the important things happened in your life, the day you got married? And I still have all three drinks. I uh, You haven't drank them yet, so you've told I'm your holding, children, I'm, you were not worth it. <laughs> I'm holding out that the most important days of my life uh, are still yet to come. Now, the reason, the real reason is I left them at my parents' house and I don't know where they are. That's probably why I haven't drank That's them yet. The reason. But, but it was just such a f- weird thing to do. It was just so like, I look back on it and I'm like, yeah, you're the kind of guy that would have done that to bring the three drinks back and want to drink them on the most important days of your life. Well, and, I do this but they wouldn't taste that good now, years later. How many years does a soft drink even survive? Well, I, I still have a couple bottles. I bought these bottles of cola that were called Brain Damage. Okay. <laughs> and I only drank those. I've only had one or two of them on special occasions. But same thing. But the, I think they've gone bad. I mean. That's that's what I'm the wondering. Last, the the last, like, one I ate, last one I puked blue and ate green. And that's not a good sign. Nine hundred six point nine, the nine. <laughs> um, so I, I never drank them, but um, it was a nice exercise in trying to look at your life and being like, these are the most important times. You won't know till it's right about over. I think what what the most important. I tried. You know what I tried to are, do? That's you know? a great uh, example of this. I guess is. Uh, I uh, <laughs> I um, I I had us have some Hibiki Seventeen. Very very. I mean, I can trade that stuff on the internet for a thousand dollars a bottle. I actually have a uh, a store of them in case things go really bad. Because <laughs> I can trade them online. I mean, I can, we can make yeah. a lot of cash quick. Yeah. And. Uh, I actually had a, an instance where I said to Kate, I said, you know, when we get through 
17 days of quarantine, being alone together for 17 days. We should have a drink of this Sabiki 17 because I thought that is going to be quite a feat and there's no way quarantine is going to go on more than a month. Well, fuck my dick and call it an avocado. <laughs> that was the dumbest thing I could have ever done. I should have never. I I, I needed that money. <laughs> I, I should have. I, I made a huge mistake. Uh, well, they call me old pickle dick. We've all made a, a few mistakes during this thing. You know what? I think we should. I think we're in the middle of a tasty classic here, just kind of catching up with you. It's always good to see your face and, Honestly, and talk I, a little I bit. I can't imagine that's I, the case, but I'll get as nasty as you want to be. Well, sometimes when we like to get super nasty when we're doing an episode like this, we like to uh, start off the episode with the uh, section we like to call the triple, triple banger, banger lightning, lightning round. Triple banger lightning round. Triple banger lightning round, question one, question run. Um, do you accept cookies? And why do we, and why do you have to answer that every time you go on your your computer or your phone? Well, I got to be honest. Where are my cookies? I've been accepting cookies for the last like 5 years. Where are my fucking cookies? <laughs> Oh, COVID. I don't even know what I any think, of it means. Do we have any choice? I want to write back. Do I have a choice? Well, I don't. I have I, to accept. Hey, hey, I have been uh, accepting quite a few cookies. <laughs> Do you have a choice, but not to accept the cookies? Number one and number two. Where are the cookies? I've gotten awfully nasty lately. Uh, no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm doing cookies left and right. I mean, I, I can't stop. What are the cookies? Does any, has anyone thought to ask when they, when they say, what, do you accept cookies? What, I, everyone's happy to get cookies. You know, a lot of people say this, they say, TJ, I got chocolate chip. I got, uh, I got boysenberry blueberry pistachio and I have, uh, peanut butter brittle, right? And uh, I'm saying, I don't want any of those cookies, you know, I, I don't. And so I, I don't accept them. And I've had, a you don't accept cookies. No, a, a couple Is of it, times. It's yes. No, there should be a reply where you could say, no, you can, you can, you, you can go in and quote unquote, manage the cookies. And, uh, and basically there you just say no, you know, Oh, they just make it hard. I want to ask, it's it like, should be a place I, where I, I can ask a question. What kind yeah. of cookies do you have? I signed up for CVS extra care pass. Because it saved me five dollars that day, and the woman said, "You call this number, you go to this website, and you can cancel it whenever." I said, "Okay, great." You can't cancel it. I went on the website. I actually I went on search engines and said, "Hey, how do I cancel this thing?" No one knows how to do it. It's not possible. So now I'm just going to dispute the charge on my credit card every single month. I'm just going to say I don't know how to cancel this. It's impossible. I have a I have a few different services I don't know how to cancel. I was trying to Tell get me out about of, uh, Is it nasty? There was a meditation one called Headspace. Oh yeah, of course. I wanted to cancel it, and I'm all for meditating, but I didn't like. Um, you know, I'll be honest. It I didn't really. Once I I liked the guy's voice, but once I saw it, what he looked like, didn't, he didn't look like his voice, really, and I didn't really want to hear him talk to it me. It didn't tickle your pickle. It didn't so, tickle my pickle anymore. Um, the other problem with it was that when, you, when you're kind of looking at Headspace and you're just starting down that road, they have cartoons. 
And I thought the cartoons were pretty cool. And then you get into it and there's no more cartoons. It's just the same guy telling you the same meditations over and over. And that's just how I ended up feeling about it. Um, I do have a couple other meditation sites or apps on my phone. But yeah, there's I, I 10%, to leave there's a Calm. There's well, another. Calm isn't Calm anymore because they have a bunch of professional athletes and Mike, you, you know, Matthew McGonaghy. I don't want to, I don't want any, I don't need us hear a celebrity talking. Now, I don't, I don't know if meditate. Matthew McGonaghy is one of Whatever the 12 and a half, but if he is, I want to apologize and tell you that your name is not pronounced Matthew McGonaghy. It's pronounced Channing Tatum. I haven't one hundred six point pronunciation. The whoopsie hoops. <laughs> In any event, I couldn't. I couldn't cancel uh, Headspace for some reason. Yeah, and I couldn't. I'm tired cancel. of accepting. I know. I'm. I'm just looking up right now. Waking I'm up. Waking up is another one. Yeah, and you want to. I, I like. Those. I like the people that are taking me through my meditations to be completely anonymous. I don't want to know what they look like. I don't want to picture them in movies. I don't want to picture them in a basketball court. I want. I want it to be. Get Nasty. I want. I want, the I want nastiness to be anonymous, anonymous yeah. nasties. Yes. And I want it. I want it now. <laughs> True banger lightning round. Question, question two. two. Question two. Question two. Would you rather? This is a. This is a really in depth one. Okay, listen in here. This is, listen closely. Would you rather ride a horse, a bull, a camel, an elephant, a donkey, a bureau, bureau? Bureau. So I'm listening as uh, carefully as I can. Uh, the first several words you said were Burrow. what we call Burrow. penetrable. The last one is impenetrable, which Burrow. means it's impossible to understand to do it, why you started going Bureau. 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 I don't know why I said it wrong. Would you rather ride a horse, a bull, a camel, an elephant, a donkey, a burrow, an ostrich, or a gravy train? Mm. I like rolling gravy. That's what, I, that's what I've taken. You would ride the gravy train? No. Ostrich. I thought you were going to say that. Yeah. In fact, I put money it, down. It was 15 to 1 in Vegas. I, uh, I hate to... Uh, I, 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 just, I just want a great deal of money right I, now. I hate to bring it up, but it's pronounced horse. Bial. <laughs> Giraffe, burr, camel, elephant, puntata, burrow, burrow. Ostrich. We need to talk about this. People like to ride different animals. There's a lot of animals on this list that people ride. Now, not a lot of people ride ostrich. Well, I would always you have to be a little ostrich. small. You know, they're so fast. I've seen people ride them. Yeah, they're very fast. Now, I would like to ride a giraffe. A giraffe is my favorite animal, but I gotta say, not just not into the idea. I, I don't think it's going to be a smooth ride. Whereas mm -hmm. an ostrich, wanna, I think yeah. they really. And you don't want to contribute to those neck issues too. Well, of course not. And and uh, I think with an ostrich, you can kind of tickle the uh, the the wing pits, which is what I call mm -hmm. the armpits of the wings. Tickle the wing pits and uh, get a little bit of a boost. So here's just my get, question, really. Just get moving a little faster. This is my essential question, really. Essentially, this is Essential Questions of Human Nature. We're riding all these different animals. Why don't we ride cows? You know, I, I read an article that said cows. We do have things called cowboys. You know, it's a, the cows are brainiacs, not 
was something that implied that cows were smart. And then I went on the article and it was about how birds are smart, that all birds are as smart as that makes sense. Birds, birds like us kind of exist in their own thing. You know, I mean, I guess humans hunt birds, but really for the most part, birds kind of do their own thing. I don't like cows. I've never liked them. Uh, I had a really bad experience of running with a group of cows. They call it a herd. I call it a fucking turd. And uh, the bull, group hey, of you know, cows. The, that's what you call the them. The bull was. You're that, you're that disdainful of cows. Turd of you cows, will not call right. them a herd. Hey, you'll not call them a herd. Just say that's a group of it's cows. It's a turd mentality. And uh, I, yeah, and I had a bad experience with a bull. Very aggressive. No need. Yeah. A little over the, it, honestly, a little over the top for how small the horns the were. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up uh, making love to one of the cows. We settled down, got married, and uh, moved to uh, the Caribbean. Stayed there for a while, then realized it was illegal uh, to marry a cow. And uh, she, we went our separate ways. She moved to India, where she was worshipped. I moved to New York City, where people say, asshole, move out of the way. And uh, that's sort of my story when it comes to cows. But I, I don't want to ride a cow. It's slow. You know, they're always lumbering, right? That's what a cow does. It lumbers. But an ostrich is dainty. You know, it moves like a gazelle, but it isn't such a pussy. Right? I, I rode a camel uh, in the desert once. Did you go front or back? And I don't remember which hump I was on. First hump or uh, a back hump? I did ride a hump. I, I rode a camel and my camel was so, he hated me so much. He kept trying to reach around and bite me and, and he kept just sitting down. They're and they not nice. Get, they're, they're not nice animals. You know, really, I really ended up with a really bad impression of camels. And I, I'd like to apologize to the other camels out there that might be listening. Um, but they're really difficult and they're for me, they don't smell very great. And they're, their hair is really coarse. For me, I, I was going bareback. Let me tell you, I like camels. I always go bareback. I like camels like I, I like camels like I like my sugar when it comes to coffee. One hump, not two. <laughs> no, I, I um, I've never and and you know there's a big scam with the put you on a camel and it sits down and they charge you more. So I I, I don't care for that. What I do get into is. If I'm on an ostrich and we are really speeding, really speeding down the road, if the ostriches get scared, then the ostrich will, you know, put its head in the sand, right? Yeah. And uh, I'll do the same. But I often put my head in the same hole as the ostrich. And uh, I don't know how to put this, but uh, a couple frostriches have happened. And that is when you French kiss an ostrich. When both of you have your heads in the same hole. I think that should be the name of the episode. D106.4, The War. Frost, the name. The episode should be named Frostridges or Escape Room. I don't know which. Frostridges. I think Frostridges. I'm just writing this Frostridges. down. Triple Lightning Lightning Round, question three. Question three. Uh, what is worse? Uh, texting pictures of your food? Texting pictures of yourself working out? Or texting pictures of your genitals. 
I think, you know, for me, it's always been text me a picture. This is what I say to Kate. Text me a picture of your genitals in your food. That's what I want to see. <laughs> so I want to know combo? what you're eating, what's downtown, and what it looks like when you merge what's the two. What's uptown and downtown, if you know what I'm talking about. I'm looking for Tell the- us, take a break. Ladies, you know what I'm talking about. I'm looking about. for the tip top and the big bomb. Give it to me <laughs> underside to the top, daddy. Oh, That's yeah. That's Yeah. I want to get that's bog hog coming at you a hundred percent on your radio dial two after the hour, 58 before the next bog hog party. 102.7 5,000 style, the one Oh nine point nothing Mysterio in 2020 on 102.7 the year. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't they just give you the year for the whole, like, why are they giving us the time even? It's 202.0 century the year. The year. If you're curious what time it is, go to another station. But if you want to know what year it is, you've come to the right place. Bad news. It's 31.17. It used to be. Big Ben, take a break. The rest of you, you know what I'm talking about. Let's take a look up top and check the undercarriage because it's 106 point. What happened? The underneath. The undercarriage. And I I actually, I did say to you, I don't think I can do a podcast. I don't think it can be funny, but this is a blast. I'm enjoying talking to you. I know sometimes it helps just to talk to a friend. Um, You know, there's a lot going on in the world right now. I don't know when this will be released, but there's a lot going on that we're all concerned about. But sometimes it cheers you up to talk to a friend. (laughs) People say it's not working. You know, they will compare pissing in the wind to just a useless... But if that wind is a fan and the person that you're upset with is in front of the fan, well, buddy, you're pissing with some help from a fan into that asshole's face. This is 602.7, the piss fan. Because <laughs> there are a lot that are like the fan, you know? Yeah. 106.2, the fan. We're fans. are talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. We're going to move it along to a section we like to call Where Were You? When you weren't wherever you are now, where were you? Um, I've been doing these corporate shows for these people that do, they're in real estate. So I had to watch, I had to, you know, be and a do part they of get, I don't mean to interrupt, but it, do they get nasty or are they? They they don't get as nasty as we want to be. They even they can yeah, be. I yeah, I didn't think they did. Um, I wanted to tell the you. The first thing you think of when topic. you think of, you know, real estate or, or any they don't get that nasty. They're not. They just don't get as nasty. Not even as they want to. Just not at all. They just never get yeah. nasty. Yeah, that's really. Um, so I went to their conference. I showed one of them a pig dick, a dead pig's dick, and uh, he didn't want anything to do with it. <laughs> he would. He he wouldn't even entertain the thought. That's how not nasty. Nasty. He was getting. You know what? I want to. I don't want to talk about the debunking retail myths. We're going to do that some other time. I wanted to. Say, you know what? I want to move it along to the thing I really feel strongly about. Let's get to it. I. Every time I'm outside now, I see a. I don't know. If this is just normal now. I, I, tell me if this is normal in. San, in uh, I was going to say San Francisco in New York City. Francisco. Um, when you see a, a sign on something like an old couch and it says free and all the cushions are missing, like you're kind of like, I kind of assume that would be free. Like I, I wasn't going to lay down some money on that. There's a lot of free signs on things where I live. 
Is that the case in New York City? No. People leave stuff out and they have a free sign on it. Have you seen that? It'll do, but no. I think in New York, it's kind of understood that if something's on the street, it's fair game. Kate got a a coffee table just because she walked past one. Well, I'm always a little wary. I'm I'm wary. Yeah, I'm wary. I don't think the free sign is necessary anymore with some of these items. I don't like this whole, and it doesn't happen a lot, but in Long Island, I don't like this whole like eggs. $3 honor system, you know? I don't know. Something's going on. You you know, I mean, how are they supposed to trust us when I can't even trust myself? Is that what you're saying? Well, I think, you know, look, I I mean, my undercarriage is as raw as it needs to be. Let me put it this way. The name of my autobiography is I took a shit in the egg box. So you want to offer me $3 eggs? I'll offer you a very different experience. This is 602 point nothing, the not a radio station. Um, We've loved it. I had some great 12 and a halfers come out uh, to Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you to all of you guys out there. Same with Oklahoma City. It's just such a big deal because it, it feels like such a strong community, you know, and a, um, a tight knit community. And Absolutely. so it's really fun when, uh, when you guys come. I missed the 12 and a half. It's one of my biggest, um, you know, it's one of the things I miss the most is seeing people from the 12 and a half. So it means a lot to us. I want to now, you know, I'm a little different than you. I miss using my penis. That's one of the things I miss, uh, during quarantine. Do you think you're a lot of people say, Hey, you know, what's the big deal with that? Well, you tell me, Okay. What would happen if you put a free sign on a house, like a dilapidated house? I think people would. Well, you know, squatters. Will, be a great experiment. Squatters will take what they can get. Here, here's it, what it I would be, recently. It would be an interesting up. experiment to see how I, quickly people would. I picked up a free sign that had a sign on it that said "free," so I took that home. Yeah. Decided to put that on my couch. Uh, forgot to take it outside. Uh, air conditioning repairman came over. Stole my well, didn't steal it. Took my goddamn couch from underneath my asshole, and he left the air conditioning unit uh, out in the wind. And I said, Your "Lunch money too, right? Let it do its job." Where do you where do, where do you keep your lunch money? I think the problem with people getting their lunch money stolen is they're not keeping it in the right place. You need to keep it in your undercarriage. Is that correct? I keep it up top. A, I, this is not I keep free it up down. I keep it. Up top of downtown. I'm talking right under the balls and underneath the lower back. <laughs> now, I, I think, you know, if you're going to... 102.7th a year. If, if, you, if you're getting your lunch money stolen, maybe you should start using a debit card. Trash cans? Should they have a free sign on them? Like, how far are we going to go with this? Right. Is Is it implied that anything in your trash can is free because i what i do is i'll steal people's trash but i leave a couple bucks i leave i leave eight nine bucks i say hey shit I, i've been looking for empty DiGiorno's cardboard boxes it's not you, delivery and it sure as fuck isn't useful for anything but ki- uh, kindling do you um do you subscribe to any of those, uh, any of those myths or theories? How do you mean? Yeah, I, I didn't really think that through closely enough. Well, I had a very um, strange experience uh, with uh, 
a QAnon believer. Oh. So I arrived in... Um, I arrived in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, and uh, the gentleman who was driving me, very strange, from the get-go, he picked me up and I said, this airport is beautiful. How, how old is this? Is this a newer airport? And he said, well, what day is it? I said, uh, the 23rd. He goes, well, I'd say it's about eight, nine days old. And I thought, okay, this is like a dad joke, you know? And I said, ah, but really, how old is it? And he said, no, it's it's about eight days old. And it was. It had just opened. And I said, well, that's great. What a great airport. He goes, ah, it's all wrong. Everything's wrong about it. These signs, they you know, send you in one direction. You got to go the other. You know, now I'm going to have to walk you through ticketing. They won't let me park upstairs. You know, I got to park. I got to park it at least. They said they're going to have a separate place for us to park. And, uh, you know, they won't let us park there. We got to We got to pay double. You, you, you see that? Uh, you, you, you see that bridge over there? And he pointed out the window. I go, I, I don't. You see that right there? The, the bridge. And this is one of those moments where I don't need to see the bridge to understand the conversation. The concept, yeah. So I said, yeah, yeah, I see. He goes, no, 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 the, the one uh, right next to the wall. Do you see that bridge? I said, yeah, yeah, right there. You see that? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I see that. He goes, well, you know, they won't let us drive up that. So we got to go all, all the way around. So now you're walking through ticketing and, you know, now, now it's going to take us another four or five minutes to get it out of the car. He said, nothing here works. I said, well, I think probably they need a couple a little while to iron it out. He goes, nope, I already told him. I, I told him, can't fix stupid. You know, they, they, they just wouldn't listen. So, you know, that's what I said. Can't fix stupid. And I was like, okay, all right, well, seems like a lot. Uh, and then as I'm leaving, he goes like this. He says, as we're leaving, we walk out. He goes, well, nothing here works. And the security guard on the way out, this very nice young woman said, well, you know, he's working because he found you. And I said, oh, thank you. And as we left, he turned to me, he goes, uh, you know, what I call them is the Gestapo. That's the Gestapo. That's what I say. You know, because if they don't like what you're doing, they'll, they'll, they'll write you up. They'll cite you. And then you got to pay a fine. They, they don't have any, uh, you know, they, they don't have any legal anything. I mean, they, they have no jurisdiction. They're not, you know, they're, they're not cops. So, but they can still write you up. They'll still cite you. And then, and then three strikes and you're not allowed back in. And I was like, uh, okay. So then we got into the car. And I really, I don't do this often, but I was like, I'm not going to talk to this guy anymore. I, I'm not, I'm not going to entertain him. I'm not going to pretend to care about his feelings. I just don't want to talk at all. So I'm just going to go into my phone. So we drove for a little while. And... Then he kind of looked up at me and he goes, "So, uh, so, so, were you were, you were you were in that movie Deadpool, right? Were you in that movie Deadpool?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah, I actually was. Oh, I, I like that movie. I, I thought that was great. It must have been was it fun working with Ryan Reynolds?" And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I think you know both movies were fun, but the first one was more. Oh, I, I could see that. Yeah, yeah." And I said, "Well, it's probably good that he did Deadpool because." Um, you know, I don't know that he likes a lot of other, you know, but I don't know that he likes a lot of the other stuff. Deadpool is definitely uh, the best thing he's done in the sense that he really could flex his comedic muscle. He's really, really funny. He's a great improviser. Really funny guy. He goes, well, I, I don't know. I, I liked him in that, uh, you know, when he, when he, he was sort of, you know, he would, 
And so he starts gesturing uh, and making like a fist and putting the fist for, you know, you know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? Where he, he had the, and he will, you know, cause he was the, it was a superhero. He had it. He kept, you know, he had that ring on the, and I, yeah. then I knew he was talking about green lantern, but at this point I, I hated him. <laughs> so what I did was I let him continue trying to describe yeah. that for another 30. Yeah. You know, if you just, cause you know, he would, it's what he would, you yeah. know, he, he's driving, by the way. He has no yeah, hands on yeah. the wheel. He's, sure, sure. You know, he would go, ah, you know, he would sort of move, ah, and then finally I said, oh, um, I think you mean uh, Green Lantern. He goes, yeah, yeah, I liked him in that. I thought, I, I thought that was great. I thought that was really great. So then I said, okay, well, he's maybe being a little bit more um, uh, amiable, right? So I said to him, well, are you from Salt Lake City? And he said, yeah, yeah, born and raised, born and raised. I said, oh, good. He goes, you know, it's changed a lot. It's actually, it's, it's a lot different now. I said, well, yeah, you know, that seems to be the case for a lot of places, but yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> then, it, then it just got crazy. I mean, then it just, within seconds, it had become so insane. And all I had to do was say, so do you guys have indoor dining here? And he said, yeah, yeah, but, you know, li limited capacity, you know, not not full. And I said, oh, yeah, no. Well, you know, that's lucky because in New York we don't have uh, we don't have any indoor dining. And then he said, and he looked directly into the rear view mirror and he said, oh, you will. Oh, Yeah. Come November, oh, you will, because that's when the truth is going to come out, and that's about that's about as political as you'll get from me. Now, when somebody says that's about as political as you'll get from me, it's about to get a lot more. It's about political. to get real political. Yeah. It is about to be much more information than you needed or wanted, and you don't have to ask. And he said, "Yeah, that's about a that's about as political as, uh, as you'll get from me." But uh, yeah, I don't know November that that that'll be when the, you know all the truth comes out. And I couldn't help but I kind of said, oh, you think once he wins, uh, you know, then finally the truth will come out? Now, the only, the best thing or the only good thing about having two male candidates is when talking to a stranger, you can say, well, I hope he wins. And then they think you're talking about the person that they want to win. Right. 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 So I say, you think you think when he wins the truth, you go, oh yeah, no, about all of it. I mean, Antifa, you know, you know, black Black Lives Matter, the the virus. I said, yeah, you think they've sort of inflated the virus? Oh yeah, of course, no, those numbers, you know. And uh, then there was a pause, and then, <laughs> and then he said, you, you know, what did for me was, uh, you know, was when I found out about the children. You know, when I found out about the children, that I was just disgusted by that. You know, and I said, yeah, no, that's pretty. He goes, you know, if you go to the CDC website, there's 100,000 children missing and they just got one picture of one child. And I said, what? On the CDC website? Yeah, yeah, just one. You know, they used to have them on the back of milk cartons, but, you know, they don't. But 100,000 children gone missing, you know, it's just, just one picture. And I said, oh, OK. He goes, you know, if you go to missingandexploitedchildren.com, You'll, well, then you'll see, you know, then you'll see. And I said, missing and exploited children not coming. So, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, that's that's what's that's what makes me sick. 
when I found out how they were exploiting these children, it made me sick. So then we arrived, right? And I did not tip him because this is a, a real problem. What, what's going on with him is a real problem. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I feel bad for the guy, you know, as I've been saying to people, this is kind of a disorganized religion, the conspiracy theories. I think organized religion is people are scared. Of course, of course you're scared to die. Everybody is. And organized religion gives you sort of an easy, well, of course people are scared about what's happening in the United States. And this was a way for him to, you know, uh, so I went up to my hotel room and sure enough, I went and I, uh, not Googled, but I did DuckDuckGo and looked up uh, missingandexploitedchildren.com. It did not exist. And then I looked up exploitedandmissingchildren.com. It wasn't there either. And then so I did some searches, uh, including QAnon, because I said to him, so you, you follow this QAnon stuff? He goes, no, 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 mostly other other stuff. But, uh, but you know, you mentioned you, you follow and I said, well, you know, if you read enough, then, you know, you're going to hear about it. He goes, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's pretty crazy how he nailed it. And I said, what? And he said, well, I nailed it from the beginning. And then I thought, uh, nailed to nail something must be like a QAnon conspiracy jargon. It's like a different word. Mm. And so as I was getting out of the car, I said, so he really nailed it, huh? And he goes, no, I said, nailed it. And I said, I'm sorry, he nailed it? No, 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 he nailed it. And then I realized he had been mispronouncing nailed it, right? And he kind of looked at me like an idiot for, for saying nailed it, to tell you the truth. So I looked all over. There's no exploited and missing children.com or missing children, exploited children.com. There's none of that stuff. There's just save the children an actual... So as I was leaving, I've had some friends who were like, why don't you just turn around and be like, you fucking idiot. You know, but what happened was, is he goes, well, I'll see you around. And on my end, I, I said, yeah, yeah. And in my mind, I go, I hope I never see you again. I hope never. And he goes, yeah, your pickups on Sunday at three, right? 315. And I said, oh, yeah, yes, yes, it is. So on the way back to the airport, end of the weekend, um, you know, I'm in the car with him and I say to him, <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't cancel the picnic. No, no, no. Cause I, you wanted a, well, no, another he, taste. No, here's the other thing. Um, he, he's the only guy working there. I mean, that, yeah. that's the situation with the pandemic is that's it. It's this, whatever this limo company is, he's the only guy, you know? And so we're driving. I said, you know, I went to that website that you you spoke of and um, I couldn't find it. I couldn't find anything under the, yeah. and he goes, well, I, I, w I wouldn't be surprised if they, uh, you know, if they took it down and I'm going, okay. So they, yeah, yeah. I guess they would have taken it down. And I don't know, you know, I'm me, right? We know this. Everybody in the 12 and a half knows who I am. They know. So I just thought, what if I just out crazy him? I mean, what, what would it be like for him if he had someone in the car much, much crazier than he is? Right. Right. So I say, 
I forget how he started, but it was something like, well, you know, they inflated the, 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 the deaths. Yeah, yeah. And I go, and that Antifa stuff. I mean, by the way, can we just say this really quickly? Antifa means anti fascist. And he was calling mm -hmm. the airport security Gestapo. So he is anti fascist, right? So that. No, it's Gaspacho. He was talking about the, the soup. Yeah, the cold delicious soup. cold tomato soup. So refreshing on a, uh, a Spain afternoon, Sunday afternoon. So I said. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think you know, it'll be nice once he wins, then uh, then the truth will really come out. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I was like, you know what it is? All this Black Lives Matter stuff, that's just all these black people are trying to give the virus to us, you know, the white men. And he was like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And I go, no, that's exactly what it is, you know, and all these young whites, you know, these 20-something whites, that's what they're doing. They're trying to kill the older people. Right. I mean, they, you know, try to kill my parents, trying to kill your parents. If your parents are alive, are you Mormon? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm Mormon. So, you know, now I've got him uncomfortable in the car. Right. Right. And I say, yeah, I don't I think those numbers are overblown. And he goes, yeah. And then <laughs> and then I go, well, you know, I've got it. And he goes, what? And I go, Ooh, took a page from my book. Yeah. yeah. You go, yeah, I've got it. It is a page from your book, but you're doing, I used to have it. I'm right. It. Maybe contagious. But you've got, you've yeah. got a family when it's one-on-one -on -one and I go, well, you know, I've got it. You know, I live in New York, so I have it. I'm asymptomatic, but I have it. And he's like, Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm like, no, it's okay. I'm again, asymptomatic. So knock on wood. But we know a couple people that have died from it. And that's true, by the way. We know, you know, a few people have died from it. So it's real. But, uh, you know, I've got it. And so far, so good. And then it is just silence. <laughs> I love it. I mean, this is beautiful. a very uncomfortable moment for yeah. this guy. He now has a ostensibly racist conspiracy theorist who believes that young whites are trying to kill older people by protesting riddled with illness yeah who has covid-19 <laughs> and uh is did it, you cough at all just for fun just to i i think i may have coughed once but that wasn't the point the point really was i've got it i mean right now i'm yeah. right in the back seat here so you know we make our way and i thought about i was talking to nick vatterot about this i thought about kind of going just one step further you know because it the comedic if you wanted to really be comedic about it it would have been um you know something like well you know it's the fluoride in the water and that's that's what's making all of our penises grow larger you know or whatever it is it just i could have said something even crazier but it was really good to just skirt the idea of I am crazier, more of a conspiracy theorist than you. And uh, I also have COVID-19. And that, uh, that just about did it. So I didn't have to talk to him for the rest of the ride. And then I got out, didn't tip him. And, um, you know, he said goodbye. And I, I looked at him just square in the eye and I went, boy, I hope I see you soon again. And uh, that was met with nothing. And, uh, and then uh, maybe a maniacal off. chuckle or no? No chuckle. I mean, you stay silent after something like that. Then people are really going, this is this is real. This is really real. Yeah. 
but it was very bizarre. You know, again, I, I actually have, I don't know. I had a big argument about this today, but I, I have a lot of, um, I have a lot of compassion for the guy. You know, he was Mormon. That's a pretty crazy sort of whatever. And then, you know, he probably voted for Trump. It's not doing, he's obviously angry. He's angry about the airport. And, um, you know, I can see how it would be appealing to him to sort of champion saving these exploited children uh, and believing that, you know, that that who he's, uh, again, championing is somebody who's saving these these children. But the great, and I tried this on stage twice to tell the story, and I might kind of work on it a little bit more. But the great irony, of course, is that uh, if he really does follow QAnon, then he believes that there is a deep state liberal elite and Hollywood A-listers that they're drinking kids' blood, drinking kids' bloods, and they are um, selling, buying, and eating children. Yeah, and uh, including Tom Hanks. I thought it was pretty funny. Bosom Buddies. I, I, Tom Hanks from Bosom Buddies. From Castaway. I find that very. He's not a I find cast that very off. Improbable. He's a Castaway. I find it very improbable. And. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> so he believes that, but then he was like, so you were in Deadpool, right? Yeah. What, what was it like working with Ryan Reynolds? I, I love Ryan Reynolds. Oh, do you like when he slits the throats of children and drinks their blood? Well, yeah. I mean, if that Green Lantern was great. I mean, and then my joke on, on uh, stage was, Hey, look, I might not be an A-list celebrity, but a hundred thousand children. It's like, let me get some of that sweet, sweet, your nine-year-old boy blood, you know? Why am I not getting, you know, where's my, this is a sham. Give it over. That's where you call back the gazpacho joke right there. Could have. Which, you know, gazpacho. It's just I the don't know cold they, blood of Spanish children. That's all it is. I don't know why they call it a soup. That's all I'm trying to say. But that's, you know, that's the big story of the year for me. That's a That's a crazy story. Yeah, I mean, there are crazier stories, but it was pretty, I, I think I did take a page from your book where it's like, let's see if these people can really yeah, handle the good stuff. The good stuff. I mean, I, yeah, I had that, I had a very similar experience with a, somebody after a show. I thought it was a very similar conversation. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I hadn't even heard of this group of people before. It was about three years ago. I didn't know it existed. Yeah, I mean, and no, the guy nobody did. I was having dinner with this executive from a company I just performed for, and he made a very similar speech to me and started talking about how they're drinking the blood of children. And I was just, I was stunned. Well, they're just, they're not, such a they're not living in the same reality that we are, which is right. that's their decision. And maybe they need to, maybe this is necessary for them, but, uh, geez, you know, I mean, it's really, it's just, it's really I'm going to throw some uh, some maskers out there that I've got. Uh, you look up the Patreon ones. I'd like to do yeah, some only really, Patreon. What's really crazy about it mm-hmm. is that, you know, they're saying, oh, they're drinking the blood. Of That's not what they're doing. They are gouging the eyes out of the children and replacing their own testicles with it. And then when they ejaculate, the child can see 
that they're making another child from within. And that's, I can't believe no one's talking about that. You want to timestamp that? Timestamp. Take that out of the old rodcast. Okay. Uh, Don't Google that. Who laughs? Uh, On uh, Twitter, writes, uh, back in the day, if you stole someone's horse, do they call it horse jacking? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so that goes to our, our previous question. I mean, so is there ostrich jacking if you jack someone's ostrich I mean, that they're riding? I hope so. I, I'd there, love to get an ostrich. You never there, answered this. Which one would you jump is on? Is there burrow riding? Which one would you jump on? Camel jacking? Uh, I would ride an ostrich. I think that'd be fun. I'd jack a camel. I would, I would definitely do that. Um. I like that one. I, yes, they probably did call it horse jacking. You know, they steal people's horses and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Um, Colin Peer writes, I want to truck till I fuck, but I'm only 16. Is it okay if I trick till I frick? Hey, Colin, why don't you take a short walk off of a long your last name? They call me Mr. Wizard unless I'm eating chicken gizzards. And 606.6, the six. Um, all right, here's one. Don't Google. I like that. I like tricking till you frick. I like that. Yeah, I like that. That was good. If you're eight, uh, if you're eight Google. years old, you bleed until the Hollywood A-listers need more. Yeah. Um, don't Google the who laughs again, writes a terrible duck docker, doctor, a quack. Yeah. I like that a lot. And a a duck would, that would be the only insult a duck can say to a doctor is crack. Here's my favorite. Barb Dwyer asks lamps kind of (laughs) slutty. What? (laughs) What does that mean? I don't know. I just think it's funny. I mean, it's just doesn't make any sense, but it's just lamps kind of slutty. Do they, is it because they're, are, are they giving off light wherever you want? They're giving off light in different rooms, <laughs> illuminating. Like, and, is it is it their is it their undercarriage? And, is that what it and is? is overhead lighting a bit of a prude? Is it a bit prudish? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> 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 